welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week, me and Miss Boo go back and forth, bringing a movie to the table. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but it's always fun at the Film Club. Miss Boo, how are you? I'm doing good today, Dean. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I just got back from the 90s. For, Did you know? You know? I was there for like 90 minutes. 90 like solid minutes of, of the 1990s. You know, to go on theme with our with the movie we watched this week. Well, I think you're forgetting a bigger theme than just today's movie. I think I might be, because this month we're going to camp. We are. We're packing up our bags. We're going camping. We are, because the whole month of June. June, that's right. I know what, what time it is. The whole month of June, we're going to be going off to camp. We're only going to be doing camp movies or movies related to camping and the great outdoors and this week was my pick oh man i picked this movie because it's a nostalgia trip for me i haven't seen this movie in many years you picked this movie because it has christopher lloyd in it i kind of did and it's camp nowhere which i in hindsight i didn't realize this was a disney movie me either, and after watching the movie, I realized I've never seen this before. Really? Yes, I thought, like, okay, something's gonna, you know, take me back to seeing this as a kid. I have never seen this movie before. Really? I remember you, like, I would, I mentioned this movie to you before, and you said, oh yeah, I remember that movie from a kid, I remember seeing this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the poster, but I don't think I've ever seen this before. Mmm, okay, so this is actually kind of interesting, because it's, it's a little rare for the boo to kind of come in blind to, to some of these movies because usually do you do either a lot of research before you watch yeah. a movie or you've already seen it so you don't really have to yeah so you actually went in completely blind for this i thought you know hey i saw this as a kid something's gonna catch my attention and take me back nope and i did no research so yeah totally blind on this movie that's interesting so yeah um i guess i'll I'll get started here. You know, I'll, yeah. give, I'll give everybody the little plot rundown, the little. Yeah, give you know, us your elevator pitch for Camp Nowhere. Well, okay, the five second summary is a group of middle school aged kids are going to be sent off to camp for the summer and they really don't want to go. So they come up with a scheme to basically fake the camp experience for their parents and they're going to go off away and basically have their own, you know, island paradise island uh summer vacation yeah and to do this they enlist the help of mr dennis van walker played by the the national treasure that you know one of the greatest actors of our of our time christopher lloyd who basically dons many hats as the as basically he plays every camp counselor to convince the parents yeah. and then they go off and have kind of a bang in summer yeah where, you know, they learn things and, uh, you know, have a little, you know, a fun old time. But, yeah. Also, this movie is incredibly 90s. It is so 90s. I mean, I felt like I went back to the 90s. Yeah, the opening... Okay. Because I remember this movie, you know, because I saw it as a kid. And I don't I don't know how many times. This is one of my favorite movies when I was, like, young, yeah. right? But I haven't seen it in 10 plus years. Probably more. Mm -hmm. I don't... God, I think I probably stopped watching this movie after after, like elementary school i might have i don't even think I, I made it that long but i remember watching it when i was younger mm -hmm. and i've completely forgotten like 
80% of this movie, I've just realized. That's how I felt coming in. I thought maybe I just forgot about this. No, it's fresh. It's fresh? Alright. Then I got a question for you, Miss Boo. Sure. What did you think this movie was going to be? I just thought, you know, maybe Christopher Lloyd has a camp or is a camp counselor and, you know, this group of kids just gets to have the best summer with Christopher Lloyd being Christopher Lloyd and mm. it's a banging summer and I got in and I'm like, oh, this is totally different from from what I anticipated because I don't even think I watched the trailer going into this movie. So, so you went in thinking this was just going to be a straight camping movie? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is not a straight camp movie. It is not. It's also really like... Okay, so this movie is rated like PG, right? Yeah. Do you think this is a PG no, movie? No, no. Right, not even not even close. <laughs> there were some things in there I was like, "Whoa." I'm like, "This is Disney and a PG movie?" This like, is a Disney This is a Disney movie and a kid and one of the kids opens up his suitcase and he's relieved that his collection of porno mags made it through the trip. Yeah. Because I totally forgotten like a bunch of the like more adult mm-hmm. or risque humor in this. And I was like, wait, this is a Disney movie. There's porn in this? Like, the, granted, we don't see anything. There's no, like, no. Tits, tits and ass. But no, there's, but there's he, like, porno mags. There's references to, like, you know, it's sexuality. Not, and, and it's not even, like, like you know, a duffel bag. It is, like, a carrying case, a trunk of just porno magazines. Yeah. And I, I understand. This isn't, like, Disney proper. It's Hollywood pictures yeah. or whatever. But... It's a, it's a Disney movie. Which, when the movie started, I was like, damn, we're really going back once we got the Hollywood Pictures logo. I was oh, just like, yeah. whoa. It's interesting, because we actually reviewed the last Hollywood Pictures film on this podcast not a long time ago for uh, Stay Alive, mm-hmm. which the only slasher film ever released by Disney, Yeah, which is cool. So was was it Hollywood... Because Hollywood Pictures, I know, was supposed to be, oh, it's a Disney property or whatever but it's supposed to release things that it's not like disney canon right i think so i mean or by disney canon i mean like it's not for like the kids like the walt disney corporation is like everything's very open and like this is what a disney movie is and this is granted we found this on disney plus and i was just kind of like this is on disney plus like okay (laughs) yeah okay so what's the because I, I think we're we're building it up a little bit too much in terms of, like, this is so not a Disney movie. But, like, what about this caught you off guard going in? I got, Granted, the whole movie caught you off guard because you've never seen it before. But Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much the, the entire thing. I You know, this twist and turns every second of the movie. I was like, oh, okay, you know. You were always <laughs> anticipating the, the memory to kick in and, yeah, like, fill in. Yeah, I waited and it never came. Okay, so... I guess my, my question to you is, but you knew this was a Disney film going in, right? It was on Disney+, Plus. you you had that much knowledge of it? Or you well, had the knowledge that this was a kid's film? I had the knowledge that this was a kid's film, looking for it to see how I could stream it, and seeing that it was on Disney+, Plus, had no idea that this is considered a Disney film, even though it's a Hollywood Pictures. Yeah. But I, I just assumed it would be kind of like in the, you know, in the lines of like, blank check, What's the other one? The hockey movie. Uh, like Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks. I thought it would be kind of like that kind of story. Very much like this is a like a movie for like 
children. Yeah, you know, kind of like a coming-of-age story for children where you go to summer camp and, you know, something happens and you grow up a little bit. This You felt this was going to be more in lines, like, tonally with something like um, something else we watched on the podcast, um, Luck of the Irish. Yes. Right? This, also, this feels like it has a way better production than Luck of the Irish did. Like I, I mean, yeah. that, like it looks like it has like more money into it. Like it looks like the like the sets are a lot more done, and it looks like like the film quality and making of it looks a little bit like on a higher scale. I mean, to be fair, when the movie starts, well, not when the movie starts, but when we actually get to the camp, I was waiting for Jason to show up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, like it's gonna be like a slasher movie, right? <laughs> the kids are here, like, oh yeah, you know, mom, dad, we're going to this great camp, and you know. It turns into a horror movie. Could you imagine if this was just like a if this turned into a slasher movie halfway through? It what if it was like Christopher Lloyd snaps like he he's the actor that gets into all like the funky roles to convince the parents to let the kids go away, and then he just like has a mental breakdown. He becomes a serial killer. No, I can't see Christopher Lloyd doing that. Right, he's just too nice. He is too nice. Right, I've seen him as a villain in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I still root for him, but that and. There's a lake. There's you know, a... you expect Jason to pop up out of the water. It's so weird. But, yeah, this is such a weird movie tonally, right? Yeah, it's it's a bit odd, you know? There, there's some weird things going on. Granted, there's also some really clever things, the, the way that, you know, the kids were able to convince their parents. Mm-hmm. There's actually moments of, like, real comedy in this. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, again, this has that sheen of nostalgia for me Mm -hmm. but i thought there was some jokes in here that actually like just worked yeah also and basically anything with christopher lloyd because he just there's no pretension there he's just going for and i mean this movie also you know really shows his talents Mm -hmm. how he's able to jump from character to character you know, just the things he gets into. I mean, even with the cop, when he's trying to, you know, convince him that he's got emphysema and... The blue mug. No, no, the green, the green one's mug. for company. The blue one's mine. No, no, the, the blue one's for company. The green one's mine. Yeah, no. it's, you know, it's those little moments that, you know, really shows his natural talent. Because, I mean, he he's, is such a funny guy. He's a very, very good, like, like comic actor. Yeah. And in this, he... It, it's probably one of those things where, you know... I'm not, okay, I'm not going to talk down to, like, the child actors here, because the child actors actually work. Yeah. Like, they actually do have an amount of, like, charm, charisma. They're, like, engaging. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd and Mud. I'm not sure who plays Mud in the movie. Oh, I believe Mud is played by uh, Jonathan Jackson. Yeah, I mean, the two of them, they really play off each other really well. Yeah, it's a really, it's really interesting. And it's one of those things where, you know, Christopher Lloyd is an actor who, even at this point, have been in the business for decades and decades. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, we're seeing kind of an old hand working in mm-hmm. this movie and he's playing opposite to people, to kids who are like 14 in the ages between like 13 and like 16. And that's the age range of all of his co-stars in this movie. Yeah. More or less. So it's, except it's, for his, uh, romantic, uh, lead that he has in this movie, the nurse. Yeah. And, it's just it's just interesting to see like like an actual actor like kind of elevate the rest of this movie. Oh yeah, because I mean, if you had to just you know where the kids are gonna entertain you, I don't think it could have held on its own. It needed Christopher Lloyd to kind of bring it up to that next level. Yeah. So I guess let's um, 
like get into the movie proper. So, Boo, since this is a movie you've never seen before and this is my pick, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the characters. The characters. Our favorites. Our favorites. So, okay, so we have like four leads in this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we have Mud, we have Zach, we have... Oh, God. We have Dennis. Dennis. And we have uh, the, the blonde girl. What, what was her name? Oh, we Well, we have two, because there's the two girls, right? I think there's... Uh, it's it's Trish and... Nancy? It's I think it might be Nancy. Nancy or Gabby. It's... Re- um, we're going to apologize, but it... It's really weird because Mud and Zach are, like, the main characters. Yeah. And then the two, like, girls who are part of, like, their friend group, mm-hmm. like disappear for like 70 percent of the runtime yeah right they're they turn into like background characters they show up for like the romantic love interest scenes and then they disappear yeah yeah which is kind of telling for like when the, like the the target audience for this movie yeah. right it's kind of a guy movie it, it's it's for like boys yeah it's for like young boys who have that you know mm-hmm. like fantasy of like oh i'm gonna run off away from my parents and blah blah, blah. and this show's like yeah, running off from your parents isn't, like, a good thing because, you know, they're, you know, parents are people too, blah, blah, blah. And it's also, you know, the struggle with, you know, Mud and Zach keeping their friendship even though they're kind of drifting into different friend groups where Zach's kind of, you know... He's the, he's the bully bad boy and Mud's the geek. Yeah. And also, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, Zach, it's... it's 1994 the leather jacket look for bullies kind of kind of went out in like the 50s true but a leather jacket never goes out of style you say that but a leather jacket that's like three times too big for your frame might go out of style well that was also the style for the 90s god damn it 1990 <laughs> god damn it 90s you're R- ruining me remember boy meets world harley kiner he had a really big jacket for you know his frame that was okay that was also kind of weird watching this is seeing some of the kids and how like they're dressed yeah it's it's so weird seeing people dressed like that now because now looking back i'm like man the 90s was like people looked horrible everything is like either too big everything's either like the gaudiest colors you can think of and this isn't like you know oh this is like a kids movie so it's like a bunch of adults are you know dressing these kids as to what they think hip is mm-hmm. these kids look like how i remember people dressing yeah. in like the 90s or yeah, early I, 2000s I rem- yeah i remember people dressed like that in the 90s yeah it's like normal clothing but then i have the realization is oh my god i can't believe people wore that that shirt or those like giant baggy cargo pants that hat Oh, that hat. If you don't know that hat, it's the neon one that has, like, the the weird airbrushing going on. Mm -hmm. The 90s were a different time. But, you know, you wanted uh, Mud's dad's sweaters. The Cosby sweaters? Yeah, you know you wanted a pair of those. Why wouldn't I want one of those sweaters? They look so comfy. And also, this is... Okay, so this is a thing that's probably just for me because, you know, I'm a a nerd. I'm a computer person. And they have the computer camp that they want to send Mud to. Yeah you know camp chip chip mm. and then i'm like okay and then they're talking about it's like oh you're gonna go you know to camp and you're gonna learn dos the new operating system and i'm like oh my god this is old enough to where dos is new you were like please can i go back to the 90s so god. i can go to that camp no god no learning dos is aids Ugh. 
So, yeah, basically, this movie is very much of its time. The, the actors do a good job. I'll We'll get back to the, the question at hand. So, I think all the actors actually do really well. I don't think there's a bad performance in there. Like, do you think any of the, the like, any of the actors are phoning it in or any of like the kids are just not not really cut out for what's going on no it was very believable i mean Mm. i you know i really didn't get a a performance that i felt like man they don't know what they're doing or they just don't care it was more just interesting to see how the stories kind of wove in together it kind of gave me a vibe like the breakfast club Mm -hmm. where you know our four you know leads our four kid leads you know, they're all part of different groups, but once you see them after school, they come together, they hang out, you know, at whoever's house. Yeah. And it's just, you know, that's why it gave me kind of like Breakfast Club vibes, where it's, you know, different people from different, you know, groups at school. But... And they've, like, bonded and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, and it's like, you know, they feel like they can't hang out together at school, like when we see Zach and Mud in the boys' bathroom, where he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna, you know, flush your head down the toilet. And Mud's like, you know, do we really have to do this? And he goes, yeah, you know, basically... I got a reputation to uphold. Yeah, so, you know, there's Mud, you know, with his wet hair from the sink. And Zach, you know, at the urinal, you know, like, there you go. You know, next time you will walk down my hallway. And it's just, like, totally breakfast club. It's it's also one of those things where I'm like, I do not remember this from, like, school. What, like, people getting swirlies? Oh no! Well, okay. Obviously, I don't remember people getting swirlies. Like I one, say, I, I, I was, I lived in the real world. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember that ever happening either. Yeah, like I, I understand the concept of the swirly, but I also feel that you do realize that yeah, the kid's like ninety pounds, and he's being like you know like oh like the kids are dunking his head in there, whatever. You're the kid's still gonna fight back. It's not easy to dunk somebody's head in a toilet against their will. It's not. It's not easy. But whatever. But why I don't does it rem- seem like you have some uh, some experience with this? I have never gotten into a swirly. I've never had my head dunked in a toilet, but I did like wrestling in high school. So I understand the concept of if you, somebody doesn't want to do something, like if they don't want their body to go in a direction, it's a lot more difficult to do that when they don't want to do it. No, I was thinking, maybe did you do that to your little brother when you were younger? Oh, I tried a bunch of times. But again, that's also how I know. Yeah, even if they're 90 pounds, they're still going to fight back. Yeah, that's what I figured. But back to the point. Is, like, I don't remember, like, like the friend group things where, granted, this is a very, like, Disney or, like, kids movie thing where it's like, oh, all these kids are from different walks of life, but they're all, like, friends, come together, multi, you know, cultural friendship, class, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I generally remember, like, kids that hung out together were, like, just like, oh, that was their friends and no one needed to, like, hide friends, right? I don't, I don't remember that Mm. being a thing. Like, how many friends did you have to be, like, yo, don't talk to me at school, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to be associated with you here. (laughs) How no. many how many friends were you like yo like I got a reputation to uphold? No, I I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, I've had friends from like different groups. So, you know, it's always been a thing. You know, I, you know, I know people you know over here, over there. But you know, I've I've always kind of had like a main group in each school I've gone to, and you know, yeah, that that's it. It's never been you know, dude, you're cool, but I can't talk to you. You're gonna kill my <laughs> reputation. Right, and that's such like a weird thing in this movie because it's like it's played straight like it's not like played for comedy it's like and that's like zach's whole like arc in the movie is like giving in to like 
you know, he he doesn't care what like people think about him, and he just wants you know he wants to keep his friends together. Blah blah yeah. blah. Like he doesn't have to front to his other two like bully friends anymore. Yeah. That, that's his like arc in the movie. And then you have Mud, who's like, oh, you know, I'm so uncool, blah blah blah. I just you know, I'm short. I haven't hit my growth spurt yet. And and all this other stuff. And you know, he has his own arc in the movie. All mm-hmm. the kids more or less have an arc in the movie, except yeah. for Trish. The, the, the broad, blonde, the blonde yeah. Broadway girl, who I'm, who again, I'm like, you just, you are only here to kiss Zach at the end. That is your whole point in this movie. Well, not at the end, throughout. Throughout the movie, yeah. to to basically like lead Zach along to like coming to like the side of good. Maybe that's her arc. You know, she goes in with you know my parents or her mom wants her to do you know Broadway camp and become this Broadway star, and she's just kind of you know. This really isn't for me. I just want to be a teenager. I just want to get married to the kid who's going to grow up to be a mechanic and, like, drink. And I'm going to get pregnant at 17. I mean, you know, don't downplay mechanics. Mechanics are very important. I work with a lot of mechanics. They're, exactly. They're that's why I'm like... But, I get, but like, I... come on. Like, you get, you get what I mean. But, right? you know, he's, you know, the bad boy, but not really the bad boy. Because, you know, we get that scene towards the end of the movie where the, the little girl is, you know, homesick. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to cheer her up. You know, you want to help me with this carburetor? She's okay. just like, no. Now, now I know I said the performances, the actors are good in this movie mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, they do an admirable performance. They think they work well together. I've now realized something. Zach is, like, the worst actor in this movie. I didn't think he was that bad. I oh, no, he's not that bad. It's not like a thing where it's like, oh my god, I can tell he's reading cue cards. But it's a thing. It's a thing where he feels like he's going, he's going over the top on the performance, mm-hmm. right? Because he does yeah, the sometimes. thing where it's like, you know, oh now I'm gonna go and make my own necklace, blah, blah blah. And he like points his thumb at himself and he does. I don't know. It feels like a thing where it's like his direction was act big, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know. It's it's just one of those like weird things of the performances. But yeah. But, you know, thoughts on the performances are good. So, performances are good. Where do you want to lead next? Well, honestly, like, I... So, the comedy bits on this. I guess we'll just talk about, like, the story, like, the comedy. You know, yeah. how how it's written. So, I think we already touched on the fact that there are really adult jokes in this. Yeah. That are kind of out of nowhere. You said that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so, here's here's my question. Because this is a thing that movies used to do, and some still kind of do, where it's like, oh, you have a kid's movie, and it's made for kids, but they put, like, you know, dirty adult joke humor, or yeah. adult humors that's supposed to fly over the heads of the kids, so it gives something for the parents to laugh at. Yeah. So do you think that's what's going on here? Because it's kind of all over the movie, and it's a little blatant. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is, but maybe they kind of geared it towards, you know, teenagers going into high school. So it's like, you know, hey, let's throw in an extra bit, you know, for you guys that maybe do understand what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels weird because this is, this is like a kid's movie by design. Yeah. This is definitely like a film made for, for children. Yeah. You know, prob- probably like in like that, you know, 13 and under crowd. Mm-hmm. But then I have this weird feeling where I'm like, this feels like the humor they're going for in here. Like, basically everything Christopher Lloyd says is designed <laughs> for, like, like, 
like high school to college age people mm-hmm. right yeah it also has this whole thing where it's like christopher lloyd's character dennis van walker was like this is like a burned out hippie drama teacher dude and he's going through the thing where he's like ah oh, man you know ah I, I knew i used to be at this camp when they were talking about oh the camp used to be a commune and they yeah. used to have hippie freakouts here and one of the kids is like Wait, you used to do that here? He's like, no, no, not here. And he just kind of like, steps over like two, like where two the desk steps is. where the desk is. And he's like, yeah, I did it here. And I'm like, that's that's a that's a joke about how he plowed somebody on a on a desk. Yeah, yeah. And he and it's like very blatant. That's what he's talking about. Oh yeah, it's not like you know they're hinting at it. It's just like you know he even winks at the fucking camera. Well, I mean, he also has his hands out like you know he's measuring like someone's waist. And moving his hands over to, you know, say, okay, I, I moved her over here onto the desk. Yeah. Or or the other thing where, we already mentioned it, they have, the, the like, the Playboy um, yeah. suitcase. They have another one where their friend Walter is trying his damnedest to get um, Betty to go skinny dipping, the redhead. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I understand, and it pays off in a, in a really good joke at the end of the movie. It did. But I'm also, like... That is such a weird, like, thing for this character to be to be about. Because that's all his character is. Yeah. He's basically just this, like, horny 13-year-old who wants to see a girl naked. And will not leave her alone. Will not leave her alone. And it's, like... I can't imagine... Like, okay. Would you let, like... Like, a 7-year-old watch this movie... Do you think that might be, like, this movie's humor or, like, how this movie is, like, built up? It's like, yeah, this is a little bit too, I guess, not risque. There ain't, there ain't, there's no tits and swearing in this. But there's stuff that's going on that's a little bit too, like, like adult for, like, little kids. Yeah, it's a little advanced. Because, I mean, apart from, like, feeling like The Breakfast Club, you know, it also felt like Lord of the Flies. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, this has to be like maybe a 13 year olds kind of movie where, you know, oh, cool. We have the freedom. Well, the freedom really isn't that sweet because we can only do so much. Okay, that also brings up another point in the in the story where the kids are like rained out. Right. Like they've been having like literally the best summer they could imagine. They're playing. They're like playing every night. They get to eat as much junk food as they want. They're, Mm -hmm. They're having literally the epitome of like what a 13-year-old would think would be the greatest summer yeah. ever. And then it starts, like, raining. And then they're like, oh, man, it's so boring. Oh, man, we should just, like, go home. At least we have cable at home. And what's going through my head is, like, I then have the sudden realization that the internet doesn't exist. Nope. In this world. Or in actually just, it doesn't exist at that time, period. Yeah. It's, it's not a thing. Yeah. And it's like, but it's you guys can't... No one bought an air hockey table, like a foosball table. No one's, like, have bought an NES or a Super Nintendo. Actually, they did buy a Super Nintendo. That's, like, a point in the movie. And I mean, they bought that huge big screen TV, so it's, like, really, you know, you can't play video games or watch cartoons. Yeah. And it's, like, really weird that there's just, like, these kids are now... Like, they have a serious consideration of just, like, going home. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys would all all of you would be in so much shit right 
because like the whole crux of the movie is yeah. that instead of the parents sending their kids to an actual camp, they're just sending them to camp nowhere. Yeah. And basically Christopher Lloyd is just like taking the money and giving it to mud. Yeah. And he gets a cut of it for helping convince him. Yeah. So, and all these kids like, Mud opens his wallet at one point, and there's got to be, like, like a couple grand in there. Like, I'm looking well, no, at... It's, it's more than that, because Mud says that camp is three grand. Oh, that's right. It's, like, three grand, and there's how many kids? Like, 30 kids? Probably, because it was just going to be, like, the, the core group in the beginning, and then people kept telling other people. So there has to be at least 20 or 30 kids there. So at minimum, we're looking at, like, 90 grand. Yeah. We're looking... He, so Mud is literally walking around... With a hundred K. With a hundred K in his in his in his sock or in his pocket, right? No, I think it was a wallet. Oh yeah, he's walking around with a hundred K in his wallet. And he's you know, he's being like, guys, this has to last you through the whole summer, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The kids take their take their money and they spend it on a bunch of frivolous bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like Mud, you had a hundred grand in your back pocket and you didn't have any concern about losing it or maybe one of the kids just saying fuck it and taking all of it he and also like i get it they bought the camp or they rented the camp out for the summer but i'm like 100 grand you could you guys could have just like gone on vacation gone on actual vacation granted like 100 grand he'd have to pay for vacation for 30 kids and then keep it under wraps but it's also the 90s too so ah the 90s uh, the, the the decade of, of before the internet when you can kind of get away with whatever. That, and I think things might have been a little bit cheaper than they are now, so... Well, yeah. it's I'm trying to remember the point I was going on. It's just, like, a weird thing in the movie, once I, like, think about it, is... Mud's rolling in dough. Yeah. These kids are spending on a bunch of, like, frivolous bullshit, and then I, like... It's never a point where the kids run out of money. No. And Mud even has cash, like, left over to pay off Ann Walker's, um, like, debt he owes to e- Emmett Walsh, the the collection agent. Which only be, ends up being, like, $2,800. It's like, yeah, it's like three grand. And it's just like, really? That much? I'm thinking, like, oh, it's gotta be, like, 30 k You know, something, you know... Something where it's like, oh, yeah, there's no way Van, like, Van Dennis has that, like, lying around. And no wonder he's running, you know, away from this man and trying to hide and... It's like uh, three grand. It's like, really? That's it? Yeah. Granted, the, now I remember. Okay. I remember the point I was getting on. I went around it. So, Mud has like 100K, right? Yeah. And all these parents, like, basically paid, like, out of pocket to send their kids to camp. If they went back, the parent, the first thing the parents are going to say, where's the fuck's my money? Those kids are all screwed. Yeah. And I think one of the girls makes a... Like, says, it's like, oh, we're not going to get in trouble. It was your guys' idea. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, you got three grand? You still have your parents' money? Hey, I mean, if these parents can afford to send their kids away every summer at three grand, I think they got the money. That's a, Well, that's another thing. So I never went to camp. Camp was never, like, my thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've never gone to a summer camp ever. I never yeah. even went to, like, a day camp. Like, mm-hmm. I never, my experience growing up. Yeah. Did you ever go to camp? Yeah, in elementary school, I went to day camp because... My grandparents couldn't always watch me over the summer, and my parents both worked, so that was just, like, the easiest way to, you know, make sure that I was safe and doing something. Yeah. Uh, I went to sleepaway camp one time, but that was, like, science camp in the fifth grade. Yeah. I didn't even go to that. 
So, I mean, I, I can't imagine that was, you know, more than $100 maybe because I was gone for like a week. Mm. But nothing like this. And I mean, I don't think my parents could have afforded to send me away for three grand. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing is all these kids are in the bracket of really well off. Yeah. Right. Like Zach makes a note that he goes to that he goes to military camp every summer. Mm-hmm. And Mud goes to computer Sci- oh, camp, yeah. computer camp yeah. every summer, and Broadway camp every summer, and and uh, fat wait, camp, yeah, weight loss camp. And it's like, wait a minute. So you guys have been going to these camps basically for like years, mm-hmm. and you think, and it was easier in your mind to create a fake camp so you guys could just disappear from your parents for a summer than to just tell your parents, "I'm not going." Yeah, because, I mean, in a lot of these movies, the kids have no choice. Yeah. They're they're taken to these camps, and, you know, they're miserable, and they gotta, you know, defeat the whatever enemy there is at this camp. And then there's, like, the one cool camp counselor that, like, rallies the kids and make them, like, oh, no, like, it's not as bad as you all think. Yeah. Yeah, which, that's the stereotypical camp movie, and this movie just goes left turn. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, believe me, when he was saying, you know, I don't pay three grand, you know, a year for you to go to camp and do this. And I'm just like, three grand for camp? It's like, you know, spend three grand, you know, buy a whole bunch of, you know, camping equipment and take your family camping a couple times a year. Well, I don't I don't think that's the point. I think the point is for them to just, for the parents at least. To get a break. To get a break and also to just send the kids away, right? But it's just like, three grand? Right. And I know we say that, and some people are like, three grand? I mean, it's not that bad when you grand scheme thing, but I'm over here like I'm really poor. So like three grand's a lot of money, but I mean I guess it I guess it makes an amount of sense. But the it's just so weird that that's the crux of the of the movie, mm-hmm. right? And there's there's also like I think the concept of the film is actually kind of really interesting. You know what if the what if the kids ran what if the inmates ran the asylum? Yeah, Lord of the Flies. Lord, of, yeah. Well, Lord of the Flies is like you know how how like society like breaks down yeah when these when the kids like come together and i okay it's been a long time since i've read lord of the flies since freshman year uh, no i i think i read it after that but i i it's been a, it's been a, a hot minute but the whole concept of lord of the flies from my memory is that these kids come together and they try to create like this like society for them to run and then it just turns out that you know society is just in- inherently, like, flawed, right? Yeah. And that's, like, the whole thing. When the kids are left to run it, like, the society just breaks down. Yeah, because, you know, and... instead of making the money stretch and, you know, we got to focus on food, you know, right away we have the delivery trucks coming in with toys and electronics. Chainsaws. Yeah, chainsaws. We have that one kid that's always on the roof playing his guitar. Yeah. Uh, which I... they're you know eating chocolate and s'mores all the time, mm-hmm. and then after a while they're like, you know, I'm kind of tired of eating this. I want to eat like a regular meal. I want to eat like real food. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's like the the thing, the the movie, in the in the sense where it's like I can see how you can get the idea that this is going to be a Lord of the Flies like kind of rip, but mm-hmm. it's not really like. Like, Mud's the only one that gets hurt, and it's not even, like, that bad of an injury. It's a no. second-degree burn. Yeah. By the way, I've had many second-degree burns. I've had them all the time. I work around fire. 
second degree he burn, also loves fireworks. I l- love him to death. Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. In a second degree burn, you put like some aloe vera on it, you wrap it, and you just like ice it or whatever. You don't have to go to a doctor, right? Okay, I don't go to the doctor because yes. I'm terrified of doctors, but whatever. And I, it's it's just it's just weird, right? Because that's like the whole thing where oh, these kids they're left unsupervised, they're gonna get hurt, you know, yeah. they're gonna like oh, I'm, you're waiting for the movie or you're waiting for the part of the movie where the it just shows that this utopia can't exist right like it just breaks down there's just there's just a flaw in it Mm -hmm. but it it never happens there's never a flaw in how these kids are running it no i mean we the only flaw we get is at the very end which the only that flaw at the end is only that oh we can't keep the shtick up anymore because the parents are coming and they and they almost succeed they were close literally if it wasn't for mud's dad well, not even Mud's dad. It, it's the the, the, build, col- the debt collector, yeah. Emmett Walsh. If it weren't for him, they would have gotten off scot-free. Completely scot-free. But, I mean, Mud's dad also helped by, oh, well, let me walk you in and show you. He could have just, you know, pointed, oh, hey, you know, he's in that building, and then just got in the car and left. Yeah. Which, now I now I suddenly realized why the debt collector character exists at all. I feel like the, the writers wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. And had it laid out and got to the end and they were like, wait, the parents have to have to find out what the kids did, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, how are they going to do that? Oh, crap, I don't know. They played everything right. You know, mm-hmm. We'll just make a character up that's chasing Van Walker and then we'll we'll figure it out. It feels like it feels like the debt collector thing was added on like posthumously after the script was finished. It could have. It's, it's weird. Also, the sheriff is great because I get two Back to the Future yes. alums in this film. Uh, I, it really sucks. I can never remember Biff's name. <laughs> I mean, I, I just call him Biff Tannen all the time. He is he is actually just Biff Tannen in my heart and yes. in my soul. But yeah, and it's it's just an interesting thing. So the script and the story, it works. The comedy's there, but it's like this feels like a movie you would you would watch as like a somebody in late high school or like college and be like, man, this is kind of a a cool kids movie, man. But I don't. I now realize I probably shouldn't have been watching this at like seven years old. <laughs> and I saw it much later than seven years old, and yeah. I'm just like, "This is a kids movie, right? This does not feel like a kids movie." I guess that's the, the whole crux of this conversation is, "Well, we watched this really cool kids movie that's not really a kids movie." Yeah. This is actually, I think, you would enjoy. People would enjoy this more as like adults and watching it and being like. You know, this is actually just, like, a good comedy that just has child actors in yeah. it. Like, it's just an interesting comedy that follows kids around. But I don't I don't know how, how well that would actually play, now that I think about it. Because I'm not going to lie, the, like, the Pokemon episode, some, some nostalgia, you know, wet washes all over this movie for me. So I'm a lot more forgiving. Well, of course, yeah, because it's your pick. Yeah, but I guess that's why we have two of us on here, because... You never seen this before, and you went in blind. So I guess this kind of leads us to the end part. What did you actually think of the movie? Now, don't sugarcoat it. You know, you can if you say it's trash, you can tell me it's trash. I told many of your picks were trash. You tell me, you know, even when it's not my pick, you know, stuff that I like is trash. So it's my thing. Yeah. So it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. You know, uh, compared to some other camp movies that I've seen, 
this one was just all right on the list. I, I think, you know, the saving grace of this movie was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, honestly, so, if it weren't, if Chris, if this was anyone else in that role, mm-hmm. I probably would not have remembered this movie as fondly, and I probably wouldn't even have liked this movie on yeah. this rewatch. Yeah, so for me, it was an all right movie. You know, if you guys want to watch it, it's on Disney+. Plus. Give it a watch. Yeah. You know, come to your own conclusions and see, you know, hey, maybe you really enjoy it or not so much. So you're you're giving this movie like a C, a C plus? Yeah, I'd give it a C. See, that's the thing. I think on, on like the bone, like this movie structurally and how it like plays, it's a C movie. Yeah. But I think because Christopher Lloyd is just so good and so mm-hmm. into this, this movie, it's like a B it's like a b movie for me it's like a b plus movie yeah like i really enjoyed like basically any scene with christopher lloyd in it is solid gold my the scenes i disliked the most was the ones where it was only the kids yeah it's just not like whatever and because you know it's kid problems too yeah and that's i think that's probably the biggest downfall of this movie is the the main theme and crux of the movie is just so like kid just fucking get over it man or you know just wait a little bit you know i'm not tall and people don't hear me it's like you're you're gonna hit your growth spurt it's and your voice will change eventually and i'm like pro you're like just 13 give it like two (laughs) years you'll be fine yeah or the, or the whole thing where he's like, I don't want to turn into my parents. All my parents are so lame. I don't want to be like them. Yeah. And then, like, the end of the movie is like, no, my parents are all right. Yeah, of course they're all right. They spend three grand on you every summer to, like, let you, to go where, granted, they think you'll have fun. Or, you know, when he's scolding the other kids and he goes, oh, my God, I'm turning into my parents. And it's like, we all have that realization. We all turn into our parents. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> I haven't picked up smoking yet. I am going fine. <laughs> And how often do you play, you know, computer games? Quiet, you. Uh, yeah, all that's the time, what I all the time. Me and my dad bonded over Quake Three, but besides the point. So yeah, I think overall, to give it the final stamp, is this is a really solid like C plus B minus movie yeah. that I think you'll get a lot of mileage out of if you're just kind of in the mood for a more adult humored kids film. Yeah. It's not raunchy. It's not, like, gross. It's just, like, it's pretty good humor mm-hmm. if you're in, like, a older age bracket of, like, quote-unquote children film-watching audiences. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that was Camp Nowhere. That was. And I think out of this conversation, we landed in nowhere. <sighs> we did. Yes. We circled around. We circled around. So, Miss Boop, what are we going to be watching next week on our Camp Movie Month? Well, you know, this week was your pick, so of course we got a Christopher Lloyd movie because you are a Christopher Lloyd fan through and through since you were a child. I love Back to the Future. So, you know, going from Dean's childhood to mine, I, you know, came from a very spooky childhood, spooky kid. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be watching The Addams Family Values, where Pugsley and Wednesday go to camp. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, that is actually a, a really large part of that movie. It right? is. And basically, like, most of the second act is there at camp. Yeah, and I know, you know, when I first told you about my idea, you're like, what? That's only a small fragment. It's like, no, that's pretty much a big part of the story. Yeah. 
because it's like it's it's really weird when i think about the adams family movie i think i remember because adams family values is the second one right i remember the first movie like really well in the second one i have negative memory of that movie i've forgotten so much of that movie i've started forgetting things about the second movie or the first the movie. first movie see i even forgot which movie we're talking about no these movies have been a big part of my childhood and into adulthood so it's a really good movie and we are going to be talking about a spooky camp experience next week and i can't wait to get there but for people who want to keep up with us and listen to that episode where can they go well, we are on YouTube on a channel called In The Frame. Yes, where we post some of our old episodes, some of our new episodes. We're trying to basically catch everything up because we just got onto the platform. But to tide you over, you can also listen to my other podcast, The Double Feature Podcast, where me and my boy David bring two movies together. We talk about them, compare, contrast them, talk about the themes, the artistry of these films. It's a, it's a lot more pretentious than this, but... Still, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you want to listen to our podcast or the Double Feature podcast, you can find us on sites like Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, pretty much any platform where podcasts are played. Yeah. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Film Club Podcast, where we usually post daily. We do stories daily. And, you know, we go to events and different things are on there. And boo, I think that's about it. Yeah, so we'll see you next week at the Film Club. Peace.